Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we talk about popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm not sulking. I'm sour. I mean, I'm Alex. And I'm Britton. And this week, guys, as we, we look towards the, the Thanksgiving holiday, mm. and we, uh, you know, this episode should be coming out right before Thanksgiving, just in time for, for all y'all uh, loving viewers and our, our great fans. Yeah. So we look towards a time of, of togetherness, uh, you know. It's, it's been a hard year for the, the Here Come the Sequels bros, you know. Alex, uh, Mark Cuban rejected your, your proposal for a combination Taco Bell dentist office. Um, what a shame. Britain, you lost an arm. I did. Oh, dang, I did. And I had to ride economy on the plane ride back from Mars. Uh, it was just, it was not great. Um, so, you know, we, as we were, we were looking for, you know, what's a, what's a movie that could really unite the country and, and sort, of, sort of bring us together and, and just, you know, make us, make us think about family and think about friendship uh, and, and really just, you know, bring the country together at a time when I think we all need it. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, this week we decided to review Bone Tomahawk. <laughs> Rated R. Oh yeah, that's right. I give I can only give this movie one thumb up. <laughs> oh, but you know he's absolutely right, guys. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing some of your your pre Thanksgiving time with us, or or post or even during. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we did decide to do something a little bit <laughs> different, just a little bit. You know uh, the 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 tale we are told uh, by imperialist capitalist America. I'm I'm being signaled to stop. Uh, is that by our producer? By our producer, <laughs> Regis. <laughs> no, by our, uh, that, that that you know, Thanksgiving is the time when the pilgrims and the Native Americans came together and shared a meal, much like in Bone Tomahawk. Mm-hmm. How are you guys? Do you guys have any big Thanksgiving plans? No, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm still reeling over Mark Cuban. <laughs> Rejecting my amazing idea. You were gonna. You were. You had a place to eat, and now you can't go there anymore. It's such a shame. Gotta say that would be the best way to get me to the dentist. <laughs> that's way, that's way, 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 way. At the end, you, you have you have to sit there getting your your cavity taken care of, and they're like, "But don't worry, there's a, there's there's a prize at the end." <laughs> oh, I thought it would be the other way around. That they they, they they have to clean. Yeah, after. it's like it's like I follow a trail of Taco Bell, and then a dentist office collapses on me. It's like Bugs it, Bunny. It's just a loop. You're you're stuck in there. It's like Hotel California. Mm-hmm. You can check out anytime <laughs> you like, but you can't ever leave. That might be what that song is about. <laughs> I'm to see where Mark Cuban turned this down. Is Warm- he still even on Shark Tank? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Warm smell of gorditas rising up through the air. That was good. Thank you. That's good. I, w- I wanted more, but you know. That's I know, but I was like, how does the rest of that song go? <laughs> in <a> hotel, in <laughs> California. I haven't listened to any radio station in a while. Sure. Ah. So, Alex, tell us about this, this yeah. movie that we <laughs> did. God, uh, guide, sure. guide us in. Sure, uh, you know, much like Thanksgiving, uh, this movie, you know, brings people together of various backgrounds and creeds and then just splits them right down the middle. <laughs> Bone Tomahawk, directed by S. Craig Zoller from 2015, it has a 91% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and a 73% audience score. I have seen this movie twice, and I loved it both times. Gentlemen, 
What are your best things and your worst things? Uh, would you like to start, Tyler, or shall I? I was going to say, go for it. Sure. Follow your dreams. Yeah, this, uh, I've seen this movie, I've seen it full through twice. Recently, I started rewatching it, got about halfway through-ish, maybe a little about a third. And then when I found out we were going to do it for the podcast, I was like, oh, I'll just save it. Um, and, and it might be one of my favorite movies. Uh, this is a, I, I would say this movie is, was one of the gateway movies to getting me into watching horror movies more regularly, <laughs> this and Hereditary. I mean, also like movies like Get Out in a Quiet Place and, sure. you know, more accessible movies like that certainly helped. But, and Twilight. And Twilight and Red Riding Hood um, and Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters, you know, all, all <laughs> the greats. Sure. But, uh. <laughs> All the classics. So I, Ghostbusters 2016. <laughs> I'm going to lead with my worst thing because... X-Men Dark Phoenix. Yes. Just to kind of get my, my one real quibble with the movie out of the way. And, and, I, and this is a fairly serious critique, but I don't want it to feel like I am a, really calling the movie out harshly. Mm-hmm. Uh, my worst thing is the fact that in this movie, the non-white characters are essentially villains, victims... Villains, victims, or validations. Right. Um, and obviously our, our primary antagonists are these troglodyte characters, these Native Americans who are, are so far removed from what we consider society uh, that they still retain a lot of more animalistic, brutal ways. You have uh, two uh, f- black actors in the movie who one of them has a few lines and is killed very early, and the second, he works in the bar, the learned goat, and he is there <laughs> he might get a map at one point uh and then of course uh the wonderful zon mclarnon uh who i know from westworld uh who is a wonderful one on that show uh shows up in one scene to give exposition and explain to the audience and to our characters who these troglodytes are and also to ex- to explain not all native americans are like that this is they're their own their own thing they're not us Ugh. And I think that the cynical look at this could be that the, oh, this movie's just writing its own permission slip. They just want to, you know, make it okay for them to do all this terrible stuff. I don't think that's what it was. Maybe it's because I love the movie so much. I don't want to. I have some rose-colored glasses here. But I think that more so Zoller was like, I don't want people to get the wrong idea. I have this idea, I have this setup, but I want people to understand, like, I don't think Native Americans are savages. I'm not accusing all tribes of being cannibalistic monsters. Sure. So here is a device, here is someone who would know to come in and kind of express that. Uh, and, I, and I, you know, I, I, I quibble with it mostly in that non-white characters don't get more representation or better representation in the movie. And... I guess a way to fix that would be if one of those people had, had been on the trip with, with our main heroes. Right. Not that I would want any of our main heroes to not be on that trip, but it's like, okay, what if we had a fifth person, but then how much would that change the dynamic of, of just the... This this movie is, is... Everything is set up so carefully. Yeah. Who is where at what time and how many of anybody there are at any point is all so specific. So... I don't know. That 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 is a, a qualm I have with it. It is, I, it is not enough for me to levy the this movie is racist argument, but it's something that I, I would mm. feel remiss to not <clears throat> mention. At the very least, it doesn't, it doesn't go out of its way to like include sure. non-white characters. Yes, yes, yes. It, it, it does enough to be like, we're not trying to, you know, show this. We're not trying to, to say that this is, yeah, like we were saying, like what Native yeah. Americans are like, 
but also it's a white cast right basically it like, is that, yeah that we are following like those are our protagonists yeah. it's kind of like mm. and Zon McLarnon is clearly a very intelligent person who is like I will not go with you on this trip it yes. is very dangerous yeah. and he's very smart about it and the black characters aren't like you know racist caricatures by mm-hmm. any means and they're not even treat it like it's the one poor guy who's just going he's trying to help out the horses yeah and then the horses down and there you go murdered and it's like well all right and i don't even think that the other the white characters don't even think like speak to them in like derogatory ways you know i don't sure there's no slurs thrown around sure. anything like that um but still i felt like yeah it is, it, it, it is worth noting yeah it's clearly what what's the it's made from a, a white male, right. per, male perspective like yeah. that's that's obviously what the uh, the origin of the movie was. Yeah, which is, and it's not to vilify the film or Zoller at all, but it's like, that should be noted. Yeah. Uh, so that said, I want to say my best thing, which uh, there are many, many things to choose from in this movie for me. I'm ultimately going to go with the tone, which mm-hmm. for a movie that is so brutal and is centered around brutality, the tone I would best describe as being mournful. Um. I think the whole movie is is sort of sad, ultimately, more than it is. Because a, a lot of movies that have, like, really extreme violence, yeah. there's almost this, like, either very, like, cold, cynical, like, yeah, this is, this is what the world is like. It's just mm-hmm. hard, and it's bad, it's very punishing. Or it's, like, super cartoony, way out, like, Return of the Living Dead, just bonkers. So it's like, well, this is, this is just a cartoon. Or it's, you know, uh, kind of this metal, like, yeah, we're so awesome. Look at all this. Yeah, we're so cool. Like, video game kind of thing. And this movie didn't really take that angle. This movie seemed more to me to be about the the, the sadness of mortality, I guess. And I, I would say that's exemplified by the music. When, when our, our four heroes ride out to, to go on their big adventure, the music isn't like... Go get them, boys! Or like, here's this bit. It's very sad. It's very like, and especially even if you haven't seen the movie, which I obviously had when we watched it. Even if you haven't, you know, like they're not all coming back. Yeah. Something's gonna go down. One, because it's a movie, and also like this music is telling me that. Yeah. And you know, it's it's not very many movies with this kind of brutal violence would also in the scene where someone has to put down their horse. One have that character in this case Matthew Fox give a monologue about how wonderful a horse she is and then have the camera focused on his face the whole time and mm-hmm. how he's crying mm-hmm. you know th- it's not some cold like and then you will see him shoot the horse in the head and the horse falls yeah. over you I never believe s- we watch his face the entire time as, it's as all him the horse, correct yeah and it's a i mean yeah. matthew it's a beautiful performance yeah. he's so good in this movie and he's so worked up and then he says thank you for your services which is beautiful and then he fires and the instant he pulls the trigger and the gun fires he turns away like he can't even look and and the, a, a more a, a truly brutal movie wouldn't have that kind of sensitivity, and pay or have a character be that emotional, especially that character in this setting. And I found that very as someone who doesn't like watching horses get killed and things, um, it, it, I found it really. That's touching. where you and I differ on. Movie. I just <laughs> you just can't get enough. Kill of them it. all. Just <laughs> they do call you old old glue factory Tyler. <laughs> You know, Tyler, I've, I've been wanting to bring up that as a concern for a while now. <laughs> you know, the My Little Pony fandom has gotten really bizarre, yeah. <laughs> even more so. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that the tone in this movie is just... And maybe that's one of the reasons I can stomach it more when we get to those brutal points, is that this movie is sensitive. This movie is very much about men who love their wives deeply. 
Patrick Wilson is so clearly desperately in love with uh, Lily Simmons' character. Kurt Russell's relationship with his wife. The the scene when Richard Jenkins goes to his wife's grave is just so mm. sweet and beautiful. Like, this is not a movie about tough guys doing tough stuff. There is some some vindicating revenge and some like sure. some yes we got him, but that doesn't feel like I don't know. This movie doesn't feel hateful or angry. This movie feels mournful and effective. Uh, is how I how I took it. Which I think makes it makes that violence almost harder to take, right? And yet, ultimately, easier to. It's easier for me than recommend it to people to be like, no, there's something to this movie. Yeah. There's something with it. So yeah, those are mine. Yeah, um, it's gonna be a weird worst thing, but I'm gonna start with that. My worst thing is that I f- almost feel like and I. The, the the way I would have worded it when I first think about it is it almost feels like the movie doesn't go far enough. Sure. sure. Um, specifically what I mean by that is I think, after thinking it over a bit, I think my problem is that so much of the movie is spent on the journey to get to right. the savages camp, I guess, mm-hmm. um, to, to the caves. And that is like good like tension building. Yeah, characters, All character of that is, is very yeah. well done and everything. I feel like the pacing could have been shifted slightly so that sure. there is more of the third act spent. I mean, I guess the the third act is kind of them approaching the caves, but basically I, I was expecting, um, just for the first time watching it, I, I've only seen this once, uh, I was expecting a little bit more of, I mean, A, more people dying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, I didn't no. think that... Uh, I guess my... Like, I was very surprised by... Um, and I, I guess we'll go ahead and address the scene uh, in very broad detail. Uh, there is a scene that, if you've heard anything about this movie, you've probably heard of. I think you, because Britton, you recommended this podcast or this on the podcast. I've before. talked about it a lot. I haven't um, done an official recommendation, okay. but I've talked about okay. it a lot. Um, but yes, there is a scene that, if you've heard about this movie, you're probably aware of. That is a, a pretty horrifyingly brutal scene. Yeah. Um, that will also tie into my best thing, I think, uh, for reasons I'll explain. Um, and I'm not. I don't want to like talk too much about it. Mm. If you know, no one else subjects themselves to this movie without uh, <laughs> you know knowing what, what it was about. So like, I, uh, basically, a man is is, is uh, <laughs> the bone tomahawk yes. is used in very effective ways uh, to to render a man into multiple pieces. We'll put it that way. Yeah, yeah, I would um, say. <laughs> Specifically, two. Yes, and um, and the man is later consumed. Sure, sure. Uh, which actually, off screen, off yeah, screen. yeah, large. There is a, an almost funny shot of the leader walking around the cave with his leg, just kind yes. of chewing on it. Yes. It's um, it's it's not funny, but it's almost there. Yes, yes. Um, and the the man this happens to. I mean, we're we're a full spoiler podcast. We can yeah. talk about this. Uh, is not the. Uh, not one of the main characters. No, he was the deputy. Yes, who we've seen like we once. we saw one scene. He disappeared. Um, I am basically just like shows up at the end for that. Yeah, I and I I, I guess on one the one hand I am appreciative of this because it, like you were saying it, it shows that the movie is not utterly just brutal and like oh. yeah merciless yeah yeah yeah. Um, but I knew about the scene. I did not know who it happened to, mm-hmm. and so the entire time I was thinking that it was going to be one of our main characters. Right. Um, and when that didn't happen, I was kind of like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, they do uh, kill Kurt Russell 
sort of off screen. Yeah. Um, but it's it's in a uh, less extreme way, and it's in a heroic yes, a heroic way. They get, they give him a a yeah, it's the last stand. Oh yeah. Um, and for me, it kind of was like I was expecting. And it's not that like I I have a thirst for blood and no, I no, need no, them I to, you, to go yeah. farther, but I really didn't feel because of the fact that basically it's like we we kill off the one character who no one really knows. Um, again, uh, the the other of our main characters who is killed, uh, Bruder? Bruder, Bruder, yeah, Matthew Fox, yes, is killed in a, also in a heroic way, yeah. last stand kind of way. I was expecting at least one person to kind of be savaged, yeah, I guess, the victim in yeah. a, in a way that was like would really punch home the threat and, and right because i think you and i don't know if they necessarily need to kill him in the way they killed off the deputy sure but sure. yeah I, I think i was expecting a little bit more of a emotional punch yeah after sort of what the movie had built up through yeah and and, and, and bruder is killed off screen but we'd later see yes the aftermath which is actually quite gruesome <laughs> it's it's just sort of out of focus enough that it's not completely like yeah um, but it's enough that like once i it got into my head i was like oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> funny um, Turn a phrase there, uh, but yeah, it, basically uh, that and sort of combining with the fact that you know the, the characters kind of get trapped in this cave and then they're just there mm-hmm. and they're just sort of waiting and then yeah. eventually they get rescued and th- nothing really happens to them or anything. I felt like it did not <laughs> the characters didn't go through as much um, hell, I guess, sure. <laughs> just like in general. Do, do you think uh, for, maybe that was partially because we or I had maybe oversold you on the brutality? That might be part of it, partially, and I was yeah. thinking about that as well. Uh, specifically, the scene that we're talking about actually didn't shock me as much as I expected it to, mm-hmm. even though, like, by, by all rights, it should have been. Oh, it's a... It, um, yeah, no, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think I just sort of mentally numbed myself to be like, all right, something horrible is going to happen. I know a brief description of what it sounds like, and then when it happens, I'm like, okay. And yeah. I think it would have been a lot worse if it had been one of the characters that we'd yes. really come to know. Yeah. Um, but basically, that's my point. Is like, I, I feel like they could have spent some more time dwelling on that and making driving that home as really like the part that just completely breaks our main yeah. character's morale yeah. before they are able to escape. Um, making that a little bit more of a triumphant, you know, sort of right, escape, right. which maybe the movie is not even going for. We'll talk about that. Um, but that is my overall point. Is I think that so much of the movie is spent in the journey to this place that is supposed to be the the hellishness yeah, yeah, yeah. and the, the awfulness. And then, obviously, there's a lot of scenes of brutality, but I don't know if emotionally it really punches as well. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that is because we don't see as much happening to these characters while they're there. They see things happen to other characters, yeah. and then they kind of get out. And I wonder how much of that, from Zoller's perspective, is I'm doing... I'm choosing a such a brutal action as happening... Maybe, like, trading off the emotional punch for the just the physical yeah. punch of it. Yeah. Because I remember watching it the first the first time I watched it, I also knew what happened because I had I had just scoured the IMDb <laughs> content advisory to make yeah, sure yeah, I could yeah. handle it, and I think I'd even seen a GIF of it, but I didn't know who it happened to either. Yeah. And I just remember watching it, being like, I, I mean, edge of my seat mm-hmm. during this whole movie, like I will not be able to take it if Richard Jenkins yeah. dies in this movie. Yeah. Like it just I, it, you almost expect Kurt yes. Russell to, but it's like I can't lose Rich, like Richard Jenkins. I just can't watch that, mm-hmm. especially this character. Who was almost my best thing because I just worship him. Sure. But, like, I just... I, I wonder how much of that might have been Zoller going, Oh, I see what I'm doing here. Maybe I'll have this happen to it. Right. This is, this is all... I'm putting people through so much. And, obviously, when this was first released, 
people didn't know going yeah. to the theater. Yeah. And this is a movie where I think if you watch it, I think for a lot of people, there, there are totally people in the world who go watch this without knowing anything about it and be totally fine. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people that I know, and I'm certainly one of these people, I needed to know something to yeah. going in to prepare myself. Yeah. And I think it is good to over-prepare for it, but I do know what you mean, because honestly, this was my second time seeing that scene, and I still had a thought of like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Yeah. But I think it was just, oh, because I've done it already. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah, sure, I've, I've already got my booster shot. I'm good. <laughs> But then I wonder, like, on repeated viewings after I've kind of – after everything is leveled off, am I going to be scared by it again? Because mm-hmm. th- certain things in this movie still scare me, but it's like – you can't ask a movie the second yep. time to have the same yep. – that – because I remember the first time I watched it, so much of it just haunt was so haunting yep. to me, you know. But I, do, do you th- – having a preference is a weird way to phrase this, but, like, what character would you have chosen, do you think? Like, would you still have had mm. Bruder and Russell die in the way that they died? And then maybe like see, I feel like if you were if you could get away with anyone, it would have been Bruder. Sure, I think that would have made the most sense in terms of like, yeah, I agree. oh, this is still someone that is very upsetting to see. But also, I I think that would have been a good sort of talking about the the idea of of this movie maybe not being overly sensitive to non-white people. Yeah, um, Bruder has his monologue about how he oh he's he's murdered all these these yeah. uh, Native Americans because they killed his family. Yeah. Um, and I feel like there is a little bit of like, if you put him in that role and, and brutalize him, yeah, then you can have that be a little bit of like a, I don't know, you've got sort of a violence begets violence yes, thing. You've, you've got it, yeah. sort of a, a punishment for doing this because like he, he implies that it was like, Oh yeah, I've, I've killed women. Um, children, maybe he's killed children, yeah, you know, yeah. just because he's like, Oh, they can still fight, you know, whatever. Like, right, right. I think there's a little bit of that where you can almost do sort of a, a punishment yeah. angle to it. I think that's true. And, uh, and, and, st- and not in a way that just completely like makes you think the character deserved it. Because no, no, no. It's but very it, far. Th- that more within but, his own life, it is, like you said, is a cycle of violence. Yes. I, they brutalized me emotionally, yes. so I've been killing all of them, yes. and now they brutalize me, yeah. my, and yeah. I meet my yeah. end. And he does meet his end sure. at the hand of a Native sure. American, but not in the same way. And, yeah. I, and my, my thought of why he died sooner was to heighten the threat mm-hmm. because clearly he's he's the guy he's yeah. extremely capable great shot you know yeah, yeah. this is this is the guy who will True. do True. whatever and so by killing him early we're realizing oh the people going into this cave are Kurt Russell who can totally do it mm-hmm. Richard Jenkins who's an old man Patrick Wilson who's way away and has a <laughs> busted leg yeah. and Lily Simmons who we don't know her yeah. fighting abilities yeah. And so that would mean the deputy is the only other character who has sure. any real ability. So it's like, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of a good metaphor. I, I know there have been, like, segments of Walking Dead where I've been like, oh, wow, I just realized the way they split these characters, all of our fighters are yeah, yeah. in, like, it was a season one, actually, when, like, Rick and T-Dog and... Uh, Daryl and Glenn all go to Atlanta and there's an attack on the camp it's like mm-hmm. that would have been very different if these four people yeah, hadn't yeah, been yeah, there yeah. and so it's this idea of like Zeller going we take out one of their heavies one of our heavies early because then mm-hmm. that raises the stakes for when they're in the cave sure. but I, at the same time I, I, I do know what you mean yeah because yeah. and Bruder's a character who I, I liked that very I liked that performance very much but it's not like I can't like Richard Jenkins was a performance and a character that I loved mm-hmm. I didn't want to see him have that happen to him but Bruder is like I would get the emotional punch and also be able yes. to survive it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, wow, that's really horrible. And like, yeah, that's pretty messed up. Yeah. But also it's okay. Yeah. But also Not I can, the sweet old okay, movie. I can keep watching the movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
So then, best thing. Uh, aptly enough, for a movie called Bone Tomahawk, I think my best part about this movie is the handling of the human body. Sure. Okay. Um, so obviously there is that one scene. I'm not going to get too far into it. Um, you see the inside of a man. <laughs> you do. In that scene. Um, yeah. Which is like a... There's a lot of really interesting sort of practical stuff in yeah. this movie that really, I think, drives home the horror tone in a way that, that is very effective. Um, there's there's that. There's the uh, whistle things oh, they God. have in their necks. Yes. That, Maybe um, the scariest thing in the movie. Yes. Uh, so they have these horrible Horrifying. screeching uh, like calls to try and call to each other. Yeah. And, um, Patrick Wilson tears one out of a guy's neck and blows on it to to, to call his, his like, basically to, to, to distract him, yeah. And does that kind of funny take where he tries to blow on it and, like, says yeah. to spit some off because it's got all, like, the, the viscera and on it's it. it's horrifying and yeah. it's a very interesting idea. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that scream, like, is genuinely terrifying. Yes, very haunting. It's an in-universe way to explain a horror movie monster's yes. loud noises. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Um... And it also, oh, <clears throat> just in terms of sound design, you're going to have your cake and eat it too with um, jump scare noises yeah. without yeah. actually having it just be, oh, that's just the score. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and it's not startling. Like, one of the yeah. scariest images in this movie to me is actually when they've captured Russell and Jenkins and they're at the foot of this, like, cliff face where their cave is, or mountain, I guess. It's it's the 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 troglodyte guy just standing there, just like he's he's like got his chest pushed out and his like his arms and his fists, and he just starts howling. Mm-hmm. Like that's a terrifying image, mm-hmm. and it's not startling. It's just yeah. like he builds up to the whole thing, but it's such a scary look because the guy's very scary looking, yes. and then the sound is horrifying. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But you're talking about yeah. the handling of the human yeah, and, and the way Kurt Russell is at least sped towards his demise mm. um, is that they they. Slice open part of his his kind of near his, his ribs, stomach, maybe yeah. right under his ribs, um, and they stick a, a burnt whiskey or a, yeah a whiskey flask, flask yeah, that's been fire. sitting yeah. in a fire. They stick it inside of it, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of, it, it almost turns comical by the end because he's sitting here like yeah. up against a wall with just this whiskey. He doesn't even just attempt to like get there. it out; it's just sticking in. Well, and they also like they cut off his one of his fingers. They just, yes. or, or he's he's like on the bars of his cage, like hey, you listen, and they just kind of hit him and. Yeah. Knocks his fingers off. He chops off the yeah, front of exactly somebody's foot. Someone, someone's standing over him, and he chops their foot off with with one of the tomahawks. Yeah, or at least like part of their foot. It's something. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's like the front half. Yeah. And there's just a lot of like, it's a very interesting way of handling sort of the fragility of the human body, mm-hmm. but that also has a lot of weight to it. Yes. There, it, it feels very real. It feel. I mean, the the effect, effects are amazing. Yeah. Um, it just. I don't know. There, there's something about it that, that makes it feel super real. Makes it feel yeah. like in, in, um, immersive. Yeah, like, and, and it's creative. Yes, it's not all like stabbed in the chest. Yeah, it's like cut off the front half of your foot. Oh, that. Oh man, yeah. I hate that. Yeah, like it's it's stuff that I don't know. It it, it puts you in that mm-hmm. that frame a lot more. Yeah, I completely agree. Well, it helps that the injuries aren't just forgotten about. Like, oh yeah, oh that your, that was the other no, thing I was going to say. Your yes. normal movie would just mm-hmm. like, oh, uh, Andy O'Dwyer, he fell off the thing and he hurt his leg, and the next scene he's fine. Yeah, in this, it's he has an injury he suffers before the movie. Arthur yeah. O'Dwyer, I apologize. Arthur, sure, yeah. correction. Sure. Is Andy 
Dwyer from The Office? Andy, Andy Dwyer. Yeah, that's it. That's what I was yeah, thinking. I was like, okay, when did Chris Pratt thinking. fall off a roof in that I, show? Yeah, I thought of Chris Pratt as well. <laughs> but because I think Chris Pratt does break his leg in Parks and Rec. Anyway. That, 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 that's how his arc opens, yeah. Yes. Anyway. Arthur O'Dwyer. Arthur O'Dwyer suffers a injury from falling off the roof before the movie starts. And he's still basically like better than all summer or whatever this is. Fall, I guess. I don't know. Whatever time period this is supposed to take it's place. It's the they, West. They the weather never changes <laughs> in yeah, the yeah, West. Yeah, it's all the same. Desert weather. Um, desert fall. And uh, he then it gets aggressively incre- progressively worse. Yeah. Went through like five words there. It gets progressively worse as they kind of try to journey to this cave. And then at, eventually they have to basically like set it with a doctor's hammer. I don't know. Like oh, it's, yeah. It's well, pretty, and, uh... and that happens because Bruder says something he doesn't like. Right, right. So he punches him. And it's a good punch. But then he falls on his leg. Yes. And you hear this horrible crunch. Yeah. yeah. And he's, he's dragging around a, a crutch the whole time. And he's, he's dragging himself along. And like, it, you know, basically just having to find ways to, to, to keep upright. Um, There's this consistent conversation about will it get infected? Yes. And he has tincture of opium, yeah. uh, which could knock him out, and is that medicine, which comes into play later mm-hmm. in a what very... I said this while we were watching the movie. Every event begets another event. Like, yeah. there's nothing really incidental. I mean, there's nothing incidental dialogue and stuff, but, like, all the events in the movie affect the next event yeah. or, or come into play later. Like, even him getting his legs set, and then they go way on ahead of him. Mm-hmm. That allows him to come in the back and save everybody yeah. at the end. So... And, well, the, just and nice he specifically it, refuses to get his leg cut off. Yep. Like, yeah. It feels like Zoller's trying to think like how, how people in the audience would be mm-hmm. kind of thinking. Like Specifically, I'm, I'm thinking about in terms of them trying to keep count of how many savages there are. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, I feel like somebody who's trying to be very attentive while they're watching the movie, they'd be trying to keep track of that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and the movie does a great job of keeping you updated without it feeling just, like, expository. Yeah. Because it's, yeah. it, it's the characters. It's Russell talking to Lily Simmons, like, okay, how many are there? And this many? Okay, well, let's try this. And then you go, all right, I think I've got this many shots. And then, yeah. Yeah. yeah there's just a lot of – going back to the, the anatomy thing. There, there's just it, – it very much pays attention to, you know, like, how much would this actually hurt a person right. if they went through that. Um Lots of lots of blood, just you know, in all over the place <laughs> from uh, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's I don't know. It, it's interesting, and it's done in a way that almost doesn't feel over the top because it yeah. doesn't feel like it's not how that would happen if someone you know had a tomahawk thrown at their head or yeah. what have you. Yeah, um, it, it all. The, the feels one thing real. I will say is yeah. that. The, the the guns are they feel a little overpowered in this sure um, there is a lot of shooting really? one, one I guy I kind of disagree I feel like there's a lot of they shoot a guy once and he he sort of flips backwards and then he's dead um, the, the bullet did seem to have a lot of impact yes I, 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 the specific shot I'm thinking of yes yeah. uh, there's there's a couple of those it's but then there are other times and this may have been guns at the time where I feel like the, they were aiming at him and it fired but it didn't hit them yeah, yeah. which that may just be I don't know anything about guns yeah. Like when Arthur's trying to shoot the guy with the bow and arrow, and yeah. like one breaks oh, yeah. the bow, and another one like like it grazes the savage. Yeah, that part is kind of funny because, he, and then he's like trying to reload, and the savage is like he he shoots the top of the bow, off and the savage is like and just throws the bow yeah. aside, and he's like right. trying to get his knife out or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then Dwyer, or yeah. Arthur's trying to get. It's kind of funny. Yeah, I don't know. I appreciated how matter of fact 
the violence was. No, I, I agree. Because yeah. I, I feel like it's something like this and a premise like this, it would be very easy for it to verge on just glorifying violence and just mm-hmm. being super over the top and mm-hmm. just kind of indulging in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the tone that this movie sets up, obviously that's not going to work. So what do you do? Well, we'll shoot it like uh, what would actually happen if, if these things happen. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it, even with the camera work, like there's not like super close ups of anything. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of it's shot it's, from a distance. Yeah, it's very flat. Like, I don't know. It, it, it feels like there was a, a very careful amount of thought put into to how all of that was was shown. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And, and there's a lot of I can't remember Alex if you pointed out Joseph watched this with us or if it was Joseph who talked we talked about how the movie builds tension so well by there are constantly shots set up that look like something's about to happen. Some Oh, that was yeah, I was that, that was yeah, you. Yeah. 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 That somebody's about to come into frame, yeah. but then no one comes into frame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then you're constantly on you're like, "Wait, but that should are they and so yeah. then when they do show up it's and every time a savage shows up in this movie it's scary yeah it's like okay i don't know someone could die here. Yeah, yeah exactly which is which is really hard to manage because you know there, there's like the, the the trope of the final girl in a lot of horror movies like slasher movies mm-hmm. and stuff but this movie i'm like there's no reason for me to believe that all of these characters won't die or any of them yeah, you know, like it, they might all die. They might. So, you know. There's no reason to feel like this. This could go every which yeah. way. Um, yeah, it's it, it it's very good about like, and, it, and it's a simple concept. It's not this like, oh, if we use this sound, it'll trigger this sensor. It's mm-hmm. like, no, I'll just keep making them think something's about to happen, but then it doesn't. Yeah. And then when something does happen, yeah. I'll shoot it interestingly. And you're <laughs> sort of just like emotionally raw by the end because you're yeah. Like, oh. <sighs> yeah, I was very like Your nerves are frayed. Mm-hmm. All right, Alex, what do you got? Um, my best thing is going to be the cast. Yeah, I, I really that. like everyone, man, and and not oh, just man. like obviously like everyone's giving really really solid performances, but also just the way they play off each other. Yes, um, it's almost like a road trip movie for yeah, a good honestly, part of though, it. Yeah, and and considering it's like they're just on horseback and whatnot. I, I don't know. I, I I still found it like really really compelling, and obviously the dialogue's fairly sharp, so that's good. Um, I kind of I, I'm not sure I would exactly call this a horror movie. It's it's sure. obviously got hor- horror elements, and the third act kind of turns into a horror movie. Yeah. But this is kind of what I want from more horror movies. Sure. In terms of the first two thirds, it's almost like it's in a completely separate genre, and we're just like building tension slowly and getting to know the characters Mm -hmm. so that way when the stuff happens in the third act then you care and you're fully invested as opposed to your average horror movie where the scares happen within like the first five minutes and they don't let up and you don't have any time to really care about anyone yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and and uh, and this movie does have horror elements in the in the opening yes but then there are breaks in the tension and I right. think like Hereditary is a movie that I mentioned that I love that has horror – and it, it, it is a horror movie about the supernatural stuff. So it's a totally different kind of thing. And that's a movie that kind of dances in and out of the horror stuff. There are entire scenes that are not about the horror element, and then there are scenes that are. Um, and so obviously at the end of that movie, that's when it all really kicks into gear. But there's – yeah, because it's a, it's a tricky balance with, with horror movies, you know, to, to how, how to tease out that. Because otherwise you burn your audience out by the big finale. You're like, well, you've been freaking us out the whole movie, but you also right. don't want to not do anything. So then people are watching it like, are is, but is it a horror movie though? And some movies can pull that off, I guess. But 
Yeah. I, I genuinely want another movie, and it can be like any genre. It could be a, a, a buddy comedy, I don't know, of Kurt Russell, Matthew Fox, Patrick Wilson, and Richard Jenkins. <laughs> like, I don't care. Completely different contexts, change up their roles, yeah. and, and kind of their, 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 uh, kind of power structure within their own group i I don't care the four i i I personally think that the best scenes are just when the four of them are are hanging out and just kind of talking to each other and interacting Mm. um all of them are giving really wonderful performances and shout out to richard jenkins of course Mm -hmm. because he's the one person where i feel like he is truly becoming someone else and I've only seen Richard Jenkins in a handful of other roles. He's, like, a really good character actor. Oh, yeah. Um, but I'm never going, oh, that's not Richard Jenkins. This one, like, he completely changes kind of the way he moves, and his voice is completely different from how I've normally seen mm-hmm. it or heard Without it. doing, like, a crazy voice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I thought, like, he fully, like, just became a different person. Yeah, and I don't, I, I don't tend to point that out that often, and I think that's just because I don't notice it very often. Sure. Well, um, I, so it's just yeah. nice as like he's not even the main character, but it's nice to have someone like that who just like completely transforms and is giving it his all. Mm-hmm. It is my favorite performance by one of my favorite actors. Like, right. he, and, and he is someone who often plays sort of stern characters, but he has this very inherent sweetness to Richard Jenkins. Um, which you'll see in like The Visitor, which is the movie that really uh, introduced him to me, or like Liberal Arts, North Country, um, Shape of Water, uh, most recently. But this movie takes that and just like really dials it up and leans in on it, and he's really funny. Mm-hmm. Like this movie's yeah. very very funny. It's not a comedy, but there's a lot of good lines in it. And he's this movie has a lot of like the Western archetype characters, yeah. and he's the like cook to be played by like a gabby hayes or somebody back in the day like yeah well i go get to yeah get to, i seen him up in them hills i know it you know just right. that crazy kooky old La- man laughing over the fire yeah exactly he was good eats exactly yeah. completely he pulls his banjo out <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah well i can tell you over here but but the cookie or something but here he's just this like sweet kind of not not unintelligent but you know he's he's not as quick on the uptake as the others and like just from, like, the first time he walks into <laughs> Kurt Russell's thing, and he's like, that soup, that coffee smells terrible. It's soup. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> it smells <laughs> like corn. It's corn chowder. Well, then things are lining up. <laughs> that is a good line. It's so, and, like, uh, he has this thing where he says something to Bruder about, like, oh, uh, uh, Bruder is uh, Matthew Fox, and he's like, well, I'm clearly the most intelligent man here. Uh, he's married. He's married. You're a widower. I'm the only one those you know, smart men don't get married. And Richard Jenkins goes, well, that's because no woman would have you. And he does this little grin like he's yeah. so proud of himself. But he also like, takes like 10 seconds to say it. And, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Very good, like... And he's like, <laughs> sick burn. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I really like that, that that scene in particular because it doesn't feel like, – like I'm just thinking of like, the normal Hollywoodized version of how that would play out. And it yeah. would just get into like a heated argument and they'd almost get into a fight. And it's right. like – no, 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 not not every like mild argument yeah. turns into a full blown thing. Sometimes, yeah. like somebody breaks the tension. And yeah. also, we don't need to turn this character into this like hothead who like right. doesn't cooperate with anybody, and they all hate him. And then at the end, it's like, oh, he has a little little heel turn, and they that's, yeah, that's he the thing the guys. I yeah, that's like, the thing I appreciated because none of the characters become caricatures. They are yeah. inspired by different archetypes yeah. in the Western genre, but they never stoop to yeah. just being one note, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. characters. Um, 
Matthew Fox in particular. He could have just as easily been like he's he's a lone wolf. He's doing his own thing, and then he like screws them over at the end. Yeah, yeah. And I, Matthew Fox is an actor who I mean I've seen all of Lost, and I really like that show. And I'm sure I've seen other stuff, but this is like of the next level for him. He's so well, good in this. And I think that really speaks to is it Zoller? Zoller. Zoller. Um, his the the selection of cast in this is genius because what, what was the budget for this movie when, oh it was like 1.8 million yeah I mean, it's a yeah. cheap movie like this is like basically it's someone looking I, around I, I am so disappointed like when, when I look at, and I'm of course I'm going to the usual suspects here but like when I look at a Bond movie and they're like oh the budget for it's like 250 million dollars I'm like it's a spy thriller Alex I hate to tell you but the usual suspects wasn't a Bond movie <laughs> I'm or sorry. was it? I'm sorry. It was a well-made point. Continue. <laughs> oh, I must. I must have had the DVD in the wrong case. That's fine. My name is, uh, and he looks outside like a Bond uh, tax and bonds office. And he's like Bond, <laughs> uh, chains Bond. Oh my god! Uh, but no, but, but yeah, I agree. like you, you look at something like this, and you're like, this is like, um, this looks beautiful. It's shot beautifully. Oh, all the effects are great. I mean, it's all practically done. There's not. There's not a ridiculous amount of digital work. Like, why can't bigger studio movies do something like this? But all, all of that, I mean, just putting a pin in all of that that we can talk about, just the cast alone is very much like, all right, who can I get that would do this and we can pay? Yeah. Right. And it is a perfect set of, of people to, to get for that role. Like, mm-hmm. basically, it's like, okay, we can get Kurt Russell. We, you know, we can get him in here. You know, he's probably, he's the biggest name we can get. What? All right. There's a green great. light. Yeah. Slot him in. And then, like, Patrick Wilson, Matthew Fox, and Richard Jenkins, it's like, okay, these are all people who have been in a lot of things, mm-hmm. and they're, they've been around, people know them, yep. more or less. They, they may not recognize exactly where they know them from if they, they're watching the movie for yeah. the first time. Um, but just, like, we can we can get this collection of, of people. It's just a very expert, like, yeah. let's get a cast that is not, like, your, I don't know, like, your Hateful Eight cast or anything. Sure, sure. That's not, not to say... A lot of characters in that, too. But, like, but I know what you're saying. But I'm saying, like, that, you know... Yeah. It's not something where you you look at like a movie that it's like all right let's let's get all the big name guys that we can right. get in so that you know we can really sell the movie. It's, it's just your like, Valentine's days, your New Year's days. Yeah, let's just, yeah. sure. Let's just grab the 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 folks that we can get and let's get really good performances out yeah. of him because I assume he's he probably has seen things that he's sure you know really thinks he can work with in other movies yeah. or shows or what have you. Well, um, and it also helps that the script for this is obviously so beautiful. Mm-hmm. The dialogue is so gorgeous. And Matthew Fox apparently has said this was like his favorite movie he's ever made. Like he loved making. He's always wanted to be a western. I think Kurt Russell uh, Zoller, if we haven't mentioned it, was was and possibly still is a novelist. I think Russell had like maybe re- like maybe even had like a pull quote on one of his books. He had read one oh. of his books and just loved it. So I can imagine both of those actors being like, "Yeah, I'll do this for cheap. Like mm-hmm. I'm good. Like I just want to do the movie. This is awesome." And uh, I, I don't know the I, obviously I wasn't in the room. I don't know the deals here. But yeah, and he, but there's a lot of names that like David Arquette is not a huge name, but he's a, we've all right, seen him yeah, as yeah, something, yeah, yeah. you know. I completely forgot, but yeah, yeah, he's, he's been he, in a franchise. Yep, he's the instigator of this whole thing. Eight Legged Freaks is a franchise. Yeah, that's a really fun movie. Um, <laughs> speaking of body horror, but uh, yeah, it's it's. I, but I know what you mean. It's like rather than casting for fame, but they they cast not, like known actors. I mean, it's basically just. It feels like I mean, and obviously Kurt Russell is the one yeah, movie star, like, yeah, Come on. The, the stuck on the poster and everything like that. But even then, Kurt, it's it's Kurt Russell who is making a name for himself really by doing a lot of like very specific, well chosen mm-hmm. roles. And as he gets later in his career, a lot of genre as opposed to like 
oh hey let's you know like well we got if we're gonna make money on this movie we got to get Brad Pitt we got to get Matt Damon yeah, and we got to yeah. put which could be a wonderful movie oh, but that's sure. not what the director is really going for here and and that's not yeah. obviously he didn't have the the resources to pull something like that and I'm sure he probably prefers <laughs> to work with a little more lower key cast to yeah. make sure you can really get into everybody as their characters so. yeah yeah. I want to break down the performances a little more, but first, Alex, do your do your worst thing. Do okay. your worst. Um, I was having a very difficult time coming up with the worst thing. Um, I, I think I'll just go with the semi-ambiguous ending. And I say sure. semi-ambiguous really? because I don't know what the director is trying to tell me with that ending. Um, I think I know what he's trying to say, but mm. I still think it's a li- left up a bit to interpretation, and I'm not sure I'm a fan of that. Yeah, let, let's let's set up the ending for for the audience because it's hard to really talk about the ambiguity without explaining the ending. Right, the Bay- year is twenty spoilers. Twenty forty nine. Ryan Gosling shows up <laughs> and is like, "Hey, um, we need you to come into the spaceship." <laughs> I don't know. How, I love Ryan Gosling in um, his cool coat, <clears throat> but. Basically, the, nice sur- the survivors of the massacre, or of, of the, tr- the the gauntlet, leave, and they were told there are three savages. That's who's left. That's who's coming. So they leave. They hear three gunshots, and one of them is holding a rock as their weapon. And they leave. They hear the three gunshots, and that survivor, like, kind of smiles. I think you can say who the survivor is. Yeah, yeah, Richard really, Jenkins. I know. It feels like the entire time it's like, oh, we don't want to give too much away. But then it's like, yeah, oh, it's, actually. Full spoiler podcast. <laughs> Kurt, Kurt Russell is left in the cave. Yeah, with Kurt the Russell is in, in the cave. After a scene that I will definitely talk about. Kurt Russell's, you know, he's like, I'll, I'll, I'll make my stand or whatever. I've got, I've got three of them coming in. I can do it. And Richard Jenkins leaves with, with the other two. And then the last shot is the rock that Richard Jenkins had. He drops it. Yeah. And it's the rock on the ground, fade to black. Cue electric guitar. That's right. It's time for the Ghostbusters theme. <laughs> Bisecting makes me feel good. Uh, but yes, yeah, so so that is a semi-ambiguous ending, more in terms of like, is this a a good or a bad ending? Yes. Right. I don't know if it's supposed to be telling me, oh hey, we heard the three shots. Just film language wise, that means Kurt Russell was able to kill all three of the savages. Mm-hmm. And now but, we can go home. We're going to be okay. Right. Yeah. But in terms of the movie that we've s- sat through for over two hours, I'm not sure if that interpretation necessarily jives with the tone and the feel of this movie. Yes. Because this movie is going so far for the realistic version of things where uh, we don't have a hero who makes the sacrifice play. We have a hero try to do that, and he immediately gets a tomahawk thrown in his face. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Though he does take someone down. No, he does take someone yeah. down, but he doesn't have the the glorious. Give me yeah. the dynamite! I'm going to blow everyone up. Right. We don't we don't get that, which I appreciated. That would yeah. have been very very dumb. Um, but like, we don't. Th- there were other guns around that one of the savages could have picked those up. Like, there's a number right. of ways you can right. be like, I don't. I'm I'm not sure were, that that were Kurt there Russell other guns around because Russell gets the repeater, and I think Wilson had his gun when they left. Didn't Richard Jenkins have a gun? Maybe. I don't know, Matthew actually. Fox have a gun? Uh, yeah, because yeah, Matthew Fox had a, had a gun when yeah. he was killed, I think. But like, as far as in the cave, I'm not... I, I don't remember. Not sure. But I know what you're saying. And also, three shots could have been used on one. We don't know that that was a three yes. headshots. Yes. Right. Yeah, I play video games. You don't always get three headshots. Sure. sure. 
That could have um, been one, two on one person and three on the – yeah, you don't know. Right. But We're then Burton like, – Right. I, I, th- I think you had mentioned this after we watched it. Like everyone – we all love Richard Jenkins and we love his character. But he is kind of – he's slow on the uptake. He's a little – He's a little behind. And he's not so as combat fact, tested as the other. So yeah. the fact that he so easily just drops his one mm-hmm. um, weapon mm-hmm. is just, oh, are they just going to like continue to make poor choices? True. <laughs> and and it, is that the like, because he's clearly, he is the optimism in this group. And he's the one who's like, no, I want to, bl- the flea circus was real, which is a whole amazing right. thing. Mm-hmm. And is it that like, we're going to be okay, but we're not actually going to be okay. Because again, the team leaving is him Patrick Wilson, who's who's got a, a bad leg, and and Lily Simmons, who not to say she can't defend herself, we don't know that she's also supporting Patrick Wilson she, exactly. <laughs> and they're so you, and like they don't have horses, they don't have food, mm-hmm. and so even forget say that even even say Kurt Russell did kill all three savages, and the savages are done, and we don't have to worry about them yeah. anymore. They still have to walk back to Bright Hope yeah. Yeah. with no food, no supplies, and if anybody else, if any other bad guys show up, bandits or whoever, like. You know they're kind of at the mercy of of just nature, right? Um, so yeah, it was, a, it was a five day trip back mm-hmm. with horses. With horses, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I definitely think that it's a movie that where Zoller's like, you can decide what you want, but it's probably not super good. <laughs> yeah, and I I don't know if it's supposed to be kind of Zoller's maybe taking the easy way out and be like, all right, all right, you guys. You guys can figure this out. Clearly, Kurt Russell got off the three shots, and, and we're fine. We're safe. Yeah. I don't know if he's if that's his intent or if it's supposed to be ambiguous. And I definitely felt like it was being my first time watching it. Hadn't talked about it with either of you first. I definitely got the feeling it was supposed to be ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think that specifically the fact that the movie does have a lot of dwelling on optimism and, and hope, and, and like you're talking about the, the flea circus discussion, where it's like. Richard the town Dick, is called Bright Hope. The yeah. town's called Bright Hope. Richard Jenkins. And they, they, and they descend into hell. Yep. <laughs> uh, Richard, Richard Jenkins literally says, this is hell. Yes. Oh, God. Like, man. That, and, when I first saw the movie, that the way he says that line like is so perfect. Yeah. Because it just really sets that tone of like, yeah. he's like crying as he says it. And oh, man, it's so uh, brutal. Yeah, he... Anyway, go on. he uh, while they're in the cave, he he's like, no, no, the you know they had actual little fleas that were pulling the circus around. Yeah, and Lily Simmons is like, yeah, yeah, no, that's true. It's the, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they had real fleas. Most people don't, but they did. Yeah, and then she winks at uh, Kurt Russell to be like, mm, actually, it's yeah, not a thing. But, yeah, it's this um, continuing promise of, of 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 hope because the the one guy who gets um taken out by the savages in a, in an extreme way. Mm-hmm. Kurt Russell's kind of trying to yes. talk to him the whole time That's that it's right. happening, and he's going, "The cavalry's coming, and we're going to avenge you." Um, and then afterwards, Richard Jenkins is like, "Oh, I didn't know you had that in your back pocket. The cavalry's coming. That's awesome." And Kurt Russell goes, "No, they're not. I, I, I told him that because if that were it's, happening yeah. to me, I'd mm-hmm. want somebody to tell me the exact same yeah. thing." Yeah. yeah. And then beautifully, when they're dragging Kurt Russell over, Jenkins starts saying the same thing, like, "We're going to avenge you. I'm going to do it. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. avenge you," and which is lovely. Yeah. Right. And so it's very much that recurring thing of like, I think that's that's very much a question at the heart of the movie is like, oh yeah, well, you know, like, what's the point in optimism? And it's kind of mm-hmm. like, well, I mean, as you were talking about, Britain, there is a lot of sincerity and there's a lot of yes, you know, genuine yeah. sort of feelings in this movie that 
uh, you know, people, whether it's, yeah, the, the guys really caring for their wives and like, there, there's a lot of love and hope in the face of sheer terror in this movie. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, well, uh, after seeing all that, what do you think? Do you think they yeah, yeah, yeah. struggle the way and they, they make it all the way back? Do you think he did kill all the savages and, you know, they're, they're free now, they're going to make it back or did some of them make it or so, even if some so, of them made it do they do they get back so your your read on it is kind of your interpretation about the ending of the movie is is just basically how you interpreted the events of the yeah. film yeah. okay i, th- I Which, think that, that does that make vibe. sense that vibe for me um and i think okay. that's a very interesting i actually think that that how sort of saved the movie for me um oh, really? the, in, okay. the ending specifically not not the movie but i should say but the ending specifically in terms of me being like I felt like they could have gone farther. It's like, oh well, there there might be farther. It, it might get worse, um, and it's kind of. And then at that point, it's like, oh, they, you know, there's still a return trip, and like that's that's a lot, right? And like I said, it's 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 not. I, I don't even know if it's a worse thing. It was just sort of me not quite knowing yeah. what I was supposed to take away from it. I guess was right. the issue. But having talked with you about it, that yeah, yeah that makes that makes sense. Um, and and uh, I feel like that's very much, you know, like you you could make the argument. We, we've discussed this. I don't know if we've discussed it on the podcast before. We've discussed before the idea of just cutting off an ending before uh, you really have a, a resolution to it. Um, right. This is one where I feel like it's a little bit more... Yes, technically we don't know what happens to these characters, but it's almost in the sense of like... We jumped into these characters' lives in the middle of... You know, Richard Jenkins has, had already lost his wife. And like, we, you know, they've, they've already been through some hardships and... and it's almost a, a statement on like it doesn't really. At some point, they'll die anyway. Like you know, basically, it's it's not so much about the oh, do these characters all make it back? It's about because they you know they could just easily, uh, for example, Patrick Wilson could die from an infection or yeah, what right. like like there's no guarantee that like things are fine once they're back and they've been through all this horrible stuff. It's just a matter of like they're still, you know, they're keeping on. It's yeah. like, do you think, how do you interpret that? Do you, do you interpret that as like a pessimistic, like, oh, well, there, yeah. there's, there's no hope or, yeah, or do you interpret about... it as like, oh, well, they're, they're fighting on and they're yeah. going to try and continue to live their lives. And this is the reason they were able to survive as far as they did is because of hope. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting movie for that reason. Yes. Yeah. Because I don't feel, because a lot of horror movies are really cynical. Mm-hmm. And a lot of brutal, but I don't feel like this movie is cynical. But I feel like this movie is also—it's just very dark. It's uh, realist, realistic. Yeah, yeah. It's the best way I think you put it. It's like, hmm? yeah, I, I think that's a, a fair way to place it. Um, so, how good is Kurt Russell in this movie? I, I almost want Kurt Russell to just do westerns for like the rest he's of so his. He's, uh, he's he's almost as good as his facial hair. <laughs> his facial hair is so good. I love when. He's when Jenkins is about to leave and they're having their last conversation. Yes. And he says, you know, I'll say hello to your or no, he says, say goodbye to my wife and I'll say hello to yours. But yeah, that's I was that's chill that inducing. Man. But then just I, I also love that you now I talked about the, the what vindicating violence there is. When Kurt Russell gets like Kurt Russell gets the kill shot. You know? I mean every well actually no, uh, Wilson and Bruder get get theirs. But like, and the laudanum helps. But like, when Kurt Russell gets the final hit, mm-hmm. it's it's very satisfying. And Tyler, I don't know if I'm projecting this, but I feel like I saw you like visibly react to that when it happened. 
I don't know if, if that registered with you, yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, it's it's not the kind of movie that merits like a fist pump, like, yep. yeah, Cap has Mjolnir. But it is it is a kind of, one, it's like, oh, good, okay. Yeah, spoilers yeah. for Avengers Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got it. But then, made it this far. But I do like that they get, that Kurt Russell gets to have like his action movie moment, you know what I yep. mean? There is still that like, that's kind of bad. Like, yeah. all right, good job, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's pretty cool. Um, and I just think, you know, he just inhabits that. He just, he looks the part, he sounds the part. And he just has this sense of, he's very commanding, but he's not, like, snapping on everybody all the time. But whenever he does need to, like, Bruder needs to step down, he does. And there's, like, a little Mexican standoff with the two of them at one point. That's really effective. Because, like, there's clearly a mutual respect between them. And Bruder, who's this, like, who clearly thinks he's everything, is still like, no, this is this guy's the real deal. I'm not gonna... Okay, okay, I'll I'll I'll, I'll relent. Um, yeah, I, I just think Kurt Russell's a lot of he's just a very a very good presence in yes. this movie. This is a really great performance. I do really like um, after he gets to that that final kill, and then they're asking him like, "Do you think you can make it out of here? Do you think you're you're gonna make it?" And he's just like, "Nope, <laughs> just straight up." I, I, well, I like how how the movie didn't drag on another fifteen twenty minutes trying to pull him yeah. out, and then it turns into another action sequence, and then he ends up making a sacrifice. Like yeah, it, it, yeah. the movie knows when to stop. Well, yeah. again, and it, and it goes back to it's like no, he's not going anywhere after that. Like what do you what do you think? yeah what do you think viewer? <laughs> like <what laughs> no no it's it, 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 it's it's like that joke joke in Tropic Thunder where Jay Baruchel's going. I think I can put it yes. back in. <laughs> yes. Yeah yeah I I uh, he's just so good. Um, I also thought Lily Simmons is really good in this uh, as, as I, Samantha. I did have a couple of questions regarding her character. Okay. Um, the first one is I, w- I was kind of surprised that the Savages had seemingly not done anything to her. Okay. So here's my theory on that. Okay. I think this is another instance of the movie's clemency where when they find her, uh, yeah. Russell says – are you hurt? And she's and there's a long pause, and she says, "I'm alive." Okay. I think that is maybe similar to the ending. It's like, hey, if you don't want to think that anything happened to her, we're not gonna we're not going to make it undeniable. Yeah. That's something. Right. But we're also like, y'all, let's let's which, you know, which and- that is something I cannot watch in movies, generally speaking. And I am really glad that this movie did not one have that scene. Thank God. Right. No, 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 of course. And I, I'm not saying it should no, have. No, of, of course. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I'm I'm pretty happy that the movie does not even think, like, try to address that. Yeah. Well, like, and, 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 and I think that this is, like, this is not a thing we, you know, like, you're you're here, and the reason we decided to set this movie in this this context is because it was a really interesting premise for kind of this, this horror yeah. drama, you know, thing we don't need to touch that. We don't need to, th- yeah. to think about that. And I like, think or, that or, that one, that those two lines, I think those lines give you enough to say, to kind of make your own decision. Yeah. Like, if, if you just cannot get out of your head, like, I think that probably happened, well, that's understandable. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, I want to believe that it didn't happen, okay, the movie is, is there, the, the movie is not forcing you to believe yeah. that or to know it, uh, which I, yeah, I, I, I found that relieving. What were your other questions about her? How could one woman be that beautiful? I don't know. Where was she the uh, night of the 17th? Hey, um, yeah. Is she during... secretly the Phantom Menace? Anyways. Um, <laughs> She's I also on she... Westworld. Time to think of it. Is she? Yeah. Only in a couple of episodes. Okay. Uh, but she's... 
again, she's, you know, in it, in a Western clo- Western clothing, <laughs> yeah, yeah. looking amazing. I didn't know if the movie was trying to get at something thematically when she she's like, wait, 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 my husband came along? You guys are all idiots. Um, all, all you men, you keep trying to, to do things. I, I didn't know if it was supposed to be like a mm. toxic masculinity type thing. And, and I'm sure there was a part of it. Reflecting yeah, on, on Arthur's it. character. Um, I don't know. That, that was just something that I thought could potentially be something, and I wasn't sure if it even was. Possibly. I mean, this movie, for being a Western about a bunch of Western men going to kill people, is not very toxically masculine, like I mm-hmm. said, mm-hmm. in that none, no, none of the men in that movie who have spouses are ashamed of loving them. You know, I get... I don't know. It is funny because the day before we watched this together, we watched Tombstone, which <laughs> we were in the room while Tombstone was on the TV. Yeah. Just co- well, just comparing, yeah, 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 Kurt yeah. Russell westerns. That one is uh, it's yeah. it's of its day, and this is definitely a lot more like I mean, it's a lot more realistic for one thing. Yeah. Um, but but in the sense that specifically, it's in also the sense a lot like, better. They have feelings. not the tombstones bad. Yeah, but. No. like 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 you're talking about with um, Matthew Fox's character saying goodbye to his horse. Like yeah. uh, you know, there there's stuff there. It's like mm-hmm. oh, they're, they're yeah, they are actually trying to be genuine human beings, yeah. even if they have flaws or you know they're kind of overly violent or whatever. You know, like yeah. And also the fact that they're overly violent does not make them good at killing. Like, right, like exactly. Matthew Fox is not mm-hmm. single-handedly massacre his way through the, the savages to yeah. save everyone. Like yeah. it's, no, he, he gets killed after like killing yeah. off maybe like two or three of them. Well, and that – because a lot of movies uh, – True Grit, the, the, the recent True Grit movie, which is a great movie. Yes. Yeah. A horse gets put down in that and in a fairly cold fashion. Now, granted, many other things are happening yes. at that point, so I don't hold kind that against a, the movie. Kind of a different context. Yeah, very different context. But like – a lot of movies like that would have like they can't do the job, got to put them out of the misery. I'm a cool guy. Yeah, and that's not what Trigger was doing either. But like in this movie, that they just had a guy like grieve his lost friend and cry is like not something you would normally see in a movie like this, which is which is very nice to see. Yes. Um. Yeah. What did you guys make of talking of the Lily Simmons exchange there? The for me the worst image in the movie, which are when they leave the cave, there are these women lying on benches whose legs and arms have been hacked off, and they have these wooden things stuck in their eyes, but they are pregnant and alive. Yeah. So there's a lot to unpack there. Yes. Spoilers. It, it freaked me out. It's yeah. yeah. It's the worst image in the movie for me. Um, I had a conversation with somebody about this movie uh, last week. And it was so. So up until that conversation, I had thought, "Oh, that's going to be my worst thing." Because to me, that felt so unnecessary. Because I was like, at that point, we already hate the bad guys. We already know they're terrible. We don't need to see more of it. And her opinion of this, I thought, was so interesting. She said, "Up until," and I'm wildly paraphrasing here, but basically, up until that point, could you view that the troglodytes were doing all of this out of just? This animalistic nature, not necessary, not excusing the behavior, but like, well, they're so far away from everybody yeah, yeah. and everything. They have their own rules, their own society, and that they clearly are treating the the uh, 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 white guys who come to their cave like cattle. Yeah. They're just like kind of dragging around, tossing into the thing. No, shut up, cut off a finger. Yeah. They're not like 
they don't try to talk to them. They don't try to like sign or communicate or point or anything. They're just like, nope, you're in there. Here, eat this, fatten up. There, there's they barely they don't even communicate with each other outside of these very animalistic yep. screams. And so, could you almost view that as like, oh, they're just like acting on instinct and they're right. just like treating their food? But then you see this, and this is reason almost. Not not reason in that it's reasonable, but like this is them. They, they don't need to go to that length to complete this act. But they choose to be that cruel. So does that almost humanize them in the sense that it shows, oh, these aren't just human beings who are essentially animals because they've lived on the fringes of of the world for so long. But these are human beings who've made choices to be this cruel, needlessly cruel to people within their own culture, not just outsiders or prey. But you are within our culture and we're choosing this cruel to you. And so is it to kind of drive that home of like, oh, they're not animals, they know what they're doing, kind of a thing. Which I don't know that it swayed me, but I thought, what an interesting perspective mm-hmm. on that image. I don't know, I thought that was just really, really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if there's much more to say about well, that. I think, like, I think it is very drastic, or to specifically contrasting that versus, as we keep mentioning, how much the, the, them uh, them white white folks from Brighton Hope <laughs> just love their wives so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like oh, yeah, that's true. I feel like we're we're making a meme out of that at this point. Um, <laughs> but it is it, uh, that is like a, a point that the movie really drives home at the beginning. It's like, oh, these guys, they're just they're, there's a, but they're all like they're they're, they're devoted hu- there, loving there's husbands. A, there's a, a this is a weird poll, but I feel like it's relevant. There's a tweet <laughs> that I saw a while ago. Um, where it's it's someone ta- making a joke about uh, th- this fall is going to be um, th- how, I forget how they described it uh, like a, a Tolkien brotherly love fall and so it's <laughs> oh, like kissing on the forehead and like yes, you know yes, yes, I do telling this. your your friends how much they mean to you and like it's it's mm-hmm. that sort of thing where it's just very like they really drive that home the beginning and then it's like at the end you see this and it's like okay you know they're clearly and it it is still. I don't know. I I think that that does dredge up some of the stuff with like, are are you trying to say that like? Right. I mean, I don't think I don't think the director's trying to say anything about no, anything no, no. racially, but I think it does. Just the context that, and it's it's sort of just to fall on the context of which the movie is set up is that yeah. like you can't really do this without making it be like, are you trying to say that like this is. I don't know. It opens only the, possible for you know, yeah. like a, a less civilized race or something. Like it opens the interpretation that well, the civilized white man are, are not cruel. Yeah, these godless yes. savages, yes. and that this Native American professor, well, of course he's civilized. He learned to speak like us and dress like us. <laughs> yeah, is it yeah. that kind no, it's, of? It's very much. It, and I, again, it is. I, and I agree. I don't think the movie is intending that, but I think it opens itself up to that interpretation. Yeah, yeah. Um, not my but interpretation, I, but I think if you can put that out. of... Um, put a pin in that for a second i think that is a good like an interesting way to look at that as the contrast of like yeah and that's literally the entire point of the movie is they're trying to save one of their wives right that's true and i mean obviously they're also trying to save the deputy which is not yeah. going to work out <laughs> yeah um oh, but, yeah, save, our, the driving force of, of that is samantha yeah and then meanwhile it's like these these this civilization would never go to any of that they're just yeah. like whatever All right. the, this they are in a much more in a much different way another form of cattle to them yeah. practically yeah um, it is, really... and, and you can almost draw, you can almost make a, a toxic masculinity argument about that and looking at sure. like, all that, that. It's, I don't know, it's interesting. Yeah. What really freaked me out was just kind of putting myself in the headspace of, of 
the characters as they're leaving the cave at the end. Yeah. Like, yeah. Would I would I put the women mm-hmm. out of their misery, or would I just leave and yeah. not do anything? Yeah. I don't know. Did you guys have a moment in this movie or a element that, that like scared you the most, or bothered, you or like kind of you know pitted your stomach the most? Because I talked about like the screams for me, and I mean, there's a lot of shots in this that do that for me. Uh, and that, well, I, I can go first, but one of the ones that, parts that I think is so perfectly done is when they bring Richard Jenkins and Kurt Russell into there and they're in the cages and they're trying to get out and there's a lot there's a little bit of music like sort of you know underscore and a lot of like Kurt Russell yelling and clamoring and Richard Jenkins thinking about we're in hell and then you hear Lily Simmons go oh no not him and then the guy with the boar's tusks walks in I think that moment is so powerful because that's all she says and that says everything and then you only see his feet for a while, and it's from behind the bars, I believe, of the cage. Mm-hmm. The bars are like wood, but then you know they pan up, and you see this—I mean, massive guy, huge guy with this terrifying headdress and these boar's tusks in his mouth. Like, it's such a scary moment, and the, there's just enough music to to kind of boost it, but not like distract you from it. Yeah. It just kind of is like, and that fills it in, and it's just that—that that to me is so powerful to kind of set up like. Oh, now things are really bad. Yeah. Now the the big guy's here. I think for me, what really freaked me out, besides the opening couple of moments where we see the savages, mm-hmm. um, like the opening with Sid Haig, which we haven't really discussed. Yeah, Sid Haig. That that freaked me out because of how just abrupt it was, and then the also the the um, yeah. the black guy going in to look at the horses, and then. They just come out of nowhere and just wreck him. Oh, and it's this, 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 their shadows against the moonlight yeah. too, with all the horses. And you see oh, a couple man. of them just running sideways in like complete. It's it's legitimately terrifying. Yes, yes, it is. Um, I think for me, it's just kind of whenever the troglodytes would just kind of show up, mm-hmm. because like like I said, there's not like huge jump scare noises or anything like so that. Much like, of oh, the, the ghost! The ghost! Whoa. So much of the um, action with them takes place in daylight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, and, and there's not like you don't see them like milling around in front of the cave, guarding it. Like, yeah, I don't know. She said, uh, she said she didn't want to see me again. I don't get it. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm gonna no, come on, man, you're a great guy. You know, like a yeah. lot of action movies, you have the like you see the right, guards right, right, right. posting out, and you never do. You only see them in scary moments. Right, right. Uh, the the one I'm, I'm particularly thinking of is when Arthur is just kind of laying in a corner after he's just mm. kind of crawled around, and just two of them walk into frame. On yeah. the opposite side of the shot, I'm just like, oh god, he's not going to survive this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. No, it was very that scary. that that genuinely freaked me out. You can you can do it just be, by being effective with the storytelling. You don't have to go big with the, with the editing after the fact because yeah. your your product was made with no heart. Sure, I was going to say for me, <laughs> I feel like it was probably the part where they actually drag Kurt Russell out mm. of the cave and they start to. to torture him or whatever because yeah. i was just like oh god yeah, Here, yeah. now it's starting uh-huh. here it is um yeah and then the i mean it's it's silly but it is also like oh that's 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 pretty terrifying where he's holding the gun uh directly over his uh nether regions oh and, yeah 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 <laughs> and the 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 savage is trying to figure out how to actually mm-hmm. put the gun like reload the gun yeah, yeah to yeah. shoot him and he's like ah, i'm freaking out and that's that is where he he chops his foot off which is like a nice Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm remembering more of the scene. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Um, no, no, what you mean? Well, and when they first capture him, they like put a 
like a tusk or something in his like a bone yes. in his mouth and are trying to like and they end up because he's you know fighting back yeah. or choking and that's that's gruesome yeah yeah and and where they 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 take the um the tomahawk to slice open like we were talking about they they slice them open to put a flat a heated flask inside yeah. of him basically um and they start to do that and you're like where's this going because it mm-hmm. looks like it's just like a, a, a it's not like it doesn't seem to be over anything like particular. Yeah, oh, you want to pull his guts out, or yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Is that supposed to be a, a reference to like his liver? Is that because the flask? Oh, that would not put a past I just thought I also have no idea where the sure. liver is in the human body. Exactly, <laughs> it's somewhere in that area. Uh, that would be interesting. But that is interesting. Oh, I like that. Uh, but yeah, they start to slice them open. It's like okay, so they it doesn't look like it's that deep, and then yeah. they, they stick a flask in there, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Now we're here. Yeah. Yeah, which is interesting that they didn't know how to use a gun, but they knew that this was... I guess because they probably touched it and found out how hot it was. Yeah. And they were like, oh, yeah, we can use yeah. the... At first I was like, oh, they're already cauterizing it for him. That's yeah, yeah. not... Oh. <laughs> and also, there, there's something almost creepier about the fact that Kurt Russell doesn't immediately start screaming because he's yes. like in and out of consciousness at that point. So like yeah, you slowly yeah. just see like the realization on his face about what's being done to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That almost makes it worse. Yeah. We also we, we were when we were talking about the performances, we didn't mention Patrick Wilson enough. Like Patrick Wilson is so good in this because everyone is. Patrick Wilson is so good at playing this like all American guy. Just like yeah. he loves his wife. He's just a guy, but he also is really good at playing like just kind of fed up because he spends his whole movie grimacing mm-hmm. in pain. Right. But like. I don't know. I just, I really, I still want him to go back to Broadway. He's had such a good voice. And we've talked about him. I think this is at least the third movie we've talked about him because Aquaman and Phantom and this. Yeah. I don't know if there's been any others All this that I just year. don't recall. Yeah. Huh. The year of Patrick Wilson. I, I know, like, I, I know he's had, like, franchise work, like, he's in the Conjuring movies. And yeah, he's, yeah, like, yeah. been in pretty big stuff, but I, I feel sure. like I really want him to have, like, like a franchise or some kind of big movie where he's the yeah. star of the show. I think he right. deserves that. And the MC should, I, uh, should really steal. I, I don't know if I had mentioned this previously. Mm-hmm. I think I did during the Phantom episode. I want. I wish Patrick Wilson was Anakin in the Star Wars prequels. Sure, I'm gonna, sure. I'm gonna harp on this forever because I think he's perfect for that. It would be excellent if Marvel stole him from an Amor. Ooh, an Amor yeah. the Submariner after he was. Not Aquaman. Make, Aquaman. Make him Mr. Fantastic. I don't care. Just give oh, him something. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Give he him really something. Yeah. Actually, I really like that idea. Yeah. Krasinski would also be a good Mr. Fantastic because he's already pretty long-limbed. Sure. But yeah, I, Patrick Wilson as Mr. Fantastic <laughs> is really good. Um, Everyone says Krasinski. My vote, I think, would have to be... Um, crap, I'm so bad with acronyms. Who is the guy who... <laughs> Plays. Everyone says weird... Krasinski just so I... they can have Emily Blunt play exactly, Shoe. Exactly, exactly. I've, I've told at least one of you this before, and I can't... Who's the guy who's in The Lone Ranger? Um... Army Hammer. Army Hammer, Ooh, yes, yes, yes. Also good. Uh, just because I feel like he could do a very good sort of, like, commanding scientist man yeah, who knows yeah. things. and like you know, Stretchy Hammer. Yeah. And he's also more talented than you would initially think he is. Right. Because he's like, oh, I get it. Big, blocky, handsome dude. He actually puts really interesting movies to do yes. and, like, a lot of art house stuff. I, I, I had this after, uh, on the basis of sex, watching that. Oh, right. Um, the Ruth Bader Ginsburg mm-hmm. uh, bio, which was, I thought was pretty good. Yeah, I remember you liking it. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I feel like that. Anyway, 
after a quick chance, we just had to get some some superhero stuff in there yes. in the middle of this, like all this dreary, like oh god, people being horribly murdered. Let's yeah. talk about it. Just had to get some some nice light Fantastic Four uh, talk in there. Where would, Richard, film. where would Richard Jenkins fit in the MCU? Make him Doctor Doom. Why not? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know because I don't know a lot of like the old man characters that aren't like. Professor X. You can either yeah. A, have him be, and again, I'm I'm not great with names. Uh, the the Fantastic Four's postal man, post <laughs> post post worker who Stanley uh, plays in the okay. the early Fantastic, okay. the, the the aughts Fantastic Four movies. Um, Isn't his name oh, Willie? Yes, I, I think there's he has a full name, but I can't remember. Um, or or you could have him play Galactus. I mean, that would be <laughs> just a very sweet Galactus, the world leader. Because, because like Galactus, you, you got to cast someone weird for it. We've yeah. talked about this before. Yeah, on the we podcast, have, I'm yeah. sure. But like, you, you got to do like you can't just have the, it be like I am bland, sure, sure actor dude who is here and I'm being Galact. Like you got to. Hi guys, I'm if, Galactus, played by Sam Worthington <laughs> and or Jai Courtney. <laughs> If you're if you're having someone who's trying to pull off something that just like high concept and weird, yeah, especially assuming that they do as they should give him the giant purple bodysuit, yes, uh, metal metal bodysuit. You got you gotta you gotta have someone who can make that work, have the charisma for it. I agree. What did you guys think of the credit song? Because I love that this movie <laughs> has a credit song. I have not listened. I need to listen to the full thing. Okay. I listened to it a but lot. <laughs> I did like what I what I heard in the credits. I think I'm if it's glad the tone that of they the hold theory. off on playing it until the credits. Yeah. I feel yeah. like that's yeah. something that it, it easily fits the tone of just like the montages of them just on, yeah. on horseback. Yeah. I'm glad that they held off. Well, because for me, it evokes those images, but I don't want to see it laid over those images. Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. Because because listening to it, it's this like v- like operatic male tenor like on the edge of civilization, and there's this like really dissonant eerie haunting choral voices mm-hmm. behind him that are and it's beautifully arranged as well and it's all very very haunting and i like that that's the end like after the movie and over the credits yeah. like in the dark that's just what you're listening to i think is very effective like so to me it, it evokes those images of them on horseback but i wouldn't want to see it laid over him i think that would be that would be hitting it too hard in a movie that is ultimately not about right i mean it's very hard hitting but it's not about like all the super obvious stuff. Right. Yeah, it's a good movie. How did you guys feel about kind of the dialect and the way people were talking in the movie? Yeah, my thought about that is, according to this, Red Dead 2 and True Grit, people in the Old West talked really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, uh, I particularly yeah. like the uh, the bit where, where the, the bar owner walks in <laughs> and Kurt Russell goes, so what, what are you doing in my breakfast? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, the, the, these I, weird turns of phrase. I like. Uh-huh. Oh, and how like said, hey, keeps going. Stick to the task, right? Ta- like, or you, you're awful uh, sour for a man named Buddy. <laughs> it's such a beautifully You've been written spitting script. lemon juice in my eyes since you yeah. walked in. Yeah, I mean, there are so many amazing sentences in the movie. I think it is a little heightened of like people probably never really talk like that. Sure. People were never yeah, that I, I don't yeah. even know if it's completely period accurate. Sure. Probably, yeah. But to me, it's not like Juno was another movie that felt a little too cutesy in its hyper-verbalism. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would argue that despite my love of, of Tarantino, several Tarantino movies, I, I do think he, he tends to go a bit too far with at least making every character sound yeah. like that. 
And I think it's, yeah. again, this movie takes place essentially in another world. It's a West, it's so yeah. far away from our own reality yeah. that I'm like, I can't prove people didn't talk like that. Yeah. And, it's, <laughs> and it's different, it, it, it approaches it in a different way than a lot of Westerns do in terms yes. of being like, oh, hey, here's an interesting take on how people might have talked. And, right. You know, kind of what we can do with that. Yeah, and if I watched another, if he's made, he has directed two other movies and he has written two movies that he didn't direct. One of which is called Puppet Master, colon, The Littlest Reich. Okay. So why am I not watching that right now? Uh, we should do the Puppet Master franchise. We should. That, I haven't that, seen any yeah. of them, but a lot of practical effects. I was not aware this was a franchise until just, just this Apparently moment. Apparently pretty freaky with a lot of creatures and stuff. I don't know if they all got I theatrical releases, though. Yeah. A couple, at, least, at least one or two over which to have Dominion. Sure. But, um... Uh, his other movies are set in contemporary times. So if we had the same kind of dialogue in contemporary times, I wouldn't buy it. I'd be like, I don't think people are that... Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know S. <laughs> but then in a, in a West... I also think... For, I have a, a, a... I don't even know if it's a theory, but a pondering that the fact that this movie takes place in the Old West, people are talking different, dressing different, looking different... That's one of the reasons I'm able to accept the violence a little more easily. Because, yeah. like, Lord of the Rings is pretty bloody. It's all orcs and goblins mm-hmm. and stuff. Walking Dead can be very gross. It's all zombies. Sometimes. But then... Transformers. They're all Transformers <laughs> violently dismembering yeah. each other. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's more problematic because those are aimed at kids. <laughs> but, like, with, with this, it's like... It's training kids so that they can watch Bone Tomahawk. <laughs> it's pre-gaming them. But it's so set in another world. It's like I'm already I'm suspending so much disbelief because I know these actors don't look and dress like this all the time. So like this isn't happening yeah. in my town. I hope <laughs> we do live in Alaska, but that'd be like hold the dark. You bright hope. Hmm. Ah. But then when you watch this, it's like okay, I'm already in a fantasy land. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. But I I love the dialogue was another almost best thing. Like there are so okay. many perfect okay. sentences in it. Some that are just clever, and some that are just beautifully constructed. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else to touch on in this, or do you guys want to hop to letter grades? I I don't really have anything. I, at least anything else. Tyler, right. yeah, uh, A plus for me. It yeah, is, been, yeah. What was it? It's easily one of the best movies I've seen in the last year or so, and uh, possibly one of my favorite movies. I love it. Yeah, I, th- I think just just considering it, I think I'm I'm going A plus as well. Um, and like as 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 people well know, my I I don't give out A pluses <laughs> very often. Yeah, it's just very... this and uh, the first Raimi Spider Man, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And uh, Doctor Strange as well. Sure. <laughs> Yep. I got three favorite movies. Doctor Strange, <laughs> Raimi Spider-Man, and Bone Dump. That's what I love. Nothing else. <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've, I've given out... I think you understand my exact cinematic taste after that. <laughs> I've given out just a handful of A-pluses. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think this is about as perfect as a movie gets. And... Even still, just like based on our discussion, there's a lot to read into and kind yep. of discuss and dissect. Yeah. Um, but like I said, for me, it, it, it's something that that's thematic. If there's a lot of symbolism and you know all that that kind of higher tiered critical analysis stuff, if the story and characters don't work, if yep. that stuff doesn't make sense and and feel emotionally resonant, 
I don't give a crap how many symbols you got and, and how deep your metaphor and goes. I do drums. not care. <laughs> and this movie is a prime example of timpani and all bass. that. Right. This movie is a prime example. <laughs> I don't know if you heard any of what we just said. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I was just moving on. Um, this movie's a prime example of it gets that stuff right, and then sure, it's got it's got the the added stuff on top as well. Yeah. Tyler, did you say A plus as well? I'm. I think I'm going A. No. Okay, it's fine. Um, yeah. Joseph yep. said and, A minus. He wanted yeah, us sure. to, to deliver yes. that yes. to you people. Um, couple just just a couple of things like I mentioned with kind of the pacing and sure. maybe not quite hitting as quite as hard as I thought it could have, but obviously it wonderful movie it is there's probably yeah, it, a, there's probably at least a couple of a plus movies i've given out that if i look back at i'd be like mm, it, it, is not it, it, really better than this it um, is a little long i agree uh it doesn't need to be two hours and 12 minutes i don't know what i would cut but i'm sure you could shave off a couple of minutes here and there sure but and I, it's not so much for me the, the length i think mm. it is the way the length rides into gotcha that. i think you could make you could have the movie be the same length i would just say spend more time i see what you're saying in the third act a little bit gotcha gotcha um or i don't know if you can really I don't know if it divides very cleanly into acts necessarily, but generally, yeah, I feel like there, they could there could be a little bit more of a punch there, and we could get to know the character of the cave settlement a little mm-hmm. bit more. Sure. I think, um, yeah, maybe, maybe. We, we only ever really see like we just see the um, the the bars, and like there, there's never really a sense that there's like more that. There's more of a place where they live or anything. Right, right, right. It, it seems like it's like this is their settlement. This is where they they are, and it's like I feel like there could have been a little bit more about like I don't know. No, I don't want I don't want to get too far into like well the movie's not good enough because it could have done this instead because right, like, right. I'm a better writer than this guy. But but to um, give a slightly more a, a slightly richer idea of yes, their world. basically just like I didn't get the full I think emotional impact. Gotcha. Just no, maybe it's a, maybe it's a personal thing, but for me I didn't feel it quite as much. So no, because I, I, of the because of the saying, mention, so. What are, what are some other? I gotta go through. I gotta clean some of these out. Go through my A pluses. <laughs> what what else is I, have I given A plus? All right, sir. We will start back at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Transformers two. Yeah. <laughs> Spider Man. Spider Man three. Doctor Strange. <laughs> First A plus was for Aliens. Fine with that. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> We're already on another page. That's good. That's good. It makes me feel better. I haven't yeah. given out five in the Se- first page. Second A plus is The Dark Knight. Okay. Sure. Okay. Third A plus is Back to the Future. Sure. Yeah. Fourth A plus is Logan. Okay. Oh yeah. I'm not upset by any of these so far. I'm not. I'm not questioning why I did this. Uh, fifth A plus is Rocky. Yeah. Okay. On board. Sixth A plus is yeah that's a plus. Uh, Captain America: Civil War. Interesting. Yeah, and this is where I think. Well, the problem is that we've been comparing theme parks with film, and it just doesn't. Uh, it wasn't my fault this time. Tyler brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. All three I, Lord of the Rings A pluses. No surprise there. Sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, Infinity War, A+. Plus. No surprise there. Yeah. The Godfather, A+. Plus. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> that'll work. I think we're at 10 at least. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, yep. A+. Plus. Yep. Still might be my favorite Western. Really? After everything, I just... I just I've uh, never seen that. To, to, it's a to, big gap in mine. To let, you, to let you in behind the 
curtain a little this has nothing to do with the podcast um i watched uh, just a ton of western movies over the last week just because i felt like yeah. it I, I knew we were doing this and so i was like ah let's get into it and um so i watched true grit um butch cassidy mm-hmm. Sundance kid and the assassination of jesse james by the coward robert ford I also watched No Country for Old Men and There Will Be Blood, neither of which I would really constitute as a Western, even though, like, for some reason I had the idea that both of them were, and also that they were the same movie, because yeah. they, I guess the titles are long and make me think of the same thing. And they also came out, like, two months apart. Yeah, same year. Um, yeah. But, uh... Well, and I also, think, like, geographically, they're very Western-adjacent. Yes, yes. Yeah. And uh, we also, have, like we mentioned, we watched Tombstone. Um, we watched this, and I, I, I still might have to give the nod to... The good, the bad, the ugly. Wow. I just, I know, I know that Alex That's is not a huge fan of it, but I, I just feel like it's it it is what I want out of a western. Wow. Okay. In terms of everything, sure, <laughs> like sure. it's it's just. I'm I'm ashamed to have never seen it, but I will one day. I, I think I think you should take a look. Yeah, I, I definitely should too. Get a big plate of spaghetti. It is very long. Oh um, yeah, and epic, and got to be in the right mindset for sure, it. Sure, sure. Anyway, what was not to interrupt your. <laughs> Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. Um, Avengers Endgame, you technically did not give an A+. Plus. You gave an S. Correct. <laughs> so take that as you will. Stanley. And then that's it. Cool. Alex, do mine. I want to be in the club. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, the only one I... That's I... the problem, because it's kind of... It's it's a bit spottier with yours, but I, I can go back and check. Yeah, you just Since... get bad opinions about movies. I really like, do. I you know, it's just... And I also wasn't here for as many. No, that, I think that's... that's what I mean, Lord of the Rings would give, like... I would give S pluses to all three okay. of those movies. Are you kidding me? Okay. I love those movies. S for Stan Lee to <laughs> the Lord of the Rings. So this okay. is based off of, of Britain's kind of... Uh, he, he hasn't been in all the episodes, okay? No. Let's get um, podcasting right here. Dark Knight, A+. Plus. Yep. Jurassic Park, A+. Plus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Terminator oh, yeah. 2, A+. Plus. Okay, sure. Thank you for that Logan. one. A plus. Yeah, dude. Definitively less confident about Terminator 2. But I'm not alright with it. Sure, sure. Uh, let's see what we got here. That might be it. Uh, Endgame, of course. Yeah. A plus. Sure. And Nabo, and... Ta- Nabo and Tomahawk. Oh, huh? oh yeah, yeah. Paranorman. <laughs> Paranorman, yeah, yeah. Kind of an outlier there. Yeah. Okay, so seven. Yeah. Yeah, it is an interesting... It's, it's an interesting task we've given ourselves in trying to rank, especially because of the fact that we've done so many... We do so much franchise stuff. I feel like it's hard to be like... Ah, uh, and also, you know, like, if, if we reviewed There Will Be Blood, I'm yeah, like, of course that's yeah. an A+. plus. It's not... I can't really say this is, like... Oh, the, you know, there will be blood in, in Captain America: Civil War. They're about the same, you know. Exactly. Yeah, I know what it's, you mean. It's, it's Civil War is very much like a that is a movie that I I do genuinely love. And sure, I think it's sure, very good. Um, but it is kind of it is kind of interesting, and not to get too far into the whole theme park versus or whatever he said film whatever Scorsese said that is a thing that is now already outdated. I think, but yeah. um, it is it is I think relevant because we don't review many movies like this that are. Yeah much more cinematic and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. they're not designed to churn out a profit they are actual passions of yeah. the the art of filmmaking. they're made to be made yeah um so no that's that's interesting i i feel like i'm i'm sure there are thing there are other movies that i've given an a 
that I would absolutely be like, no, this is a better movie than that. Sure. What a, you know. Um, I, I feel you. I'll have, to, I'll have to sit on Civil War and think about how I feel about that. Mm. Even Infinity... I, I think I talked about this on the Endgame podcast, but, like, Civil War and Infinity War... The, the, the progression from Civil War to Infinity War to Endgame, each one of those knocked down right, my, my, right. my perception of the previous movie because I'm like, well, now there's this thing! <laughs> oh, my goodness! Like, you yeah. know, it's, it, it, it is scaling. Um, it is bigger in scope. So, I don't know. <laughs> I'm That's an interesting thing and i don't know how to solve it because there i think there is a point where if we just started like reviewing like we there are a bunch of movies we could review that i just be like yeah it's an a plus and it's like sure. I, I don't have a distinction for yeah within the know, a plus within the a pluses the there range, are, yeah. i feel like there would be a huge of mostly non-franchise movies but mm-hmm. there are definitely a lot of movies that i feel like i would be like oh yeah that's this is an a plus but it's not i don't i can't differentiate this from this other thing yes yeah, so. i know what you mean yeah I don't know what you mean. Would you guys want to go around the table and say what we're all thankful for? No. <laughs> Alex? I'm, I'm glad Tyler said it so I didn't have to. <laughs> uh, well, I'm thankful that I can do this podcast every week because I am not a very social person. And I get a chance every week to sit down with my two treasured friends and talk movies. And sincerely, it makes me like, – I get so excited every week. To the podcast, I don't always want to like watch the movie because <laughs> sometimes it's like because sometimes it's uh. But what if you only live once this time, you know? <laughs> but also sometimes it's like you know when you when you have an obligation, like even if it's watching a movie, you're suddenly like, yeah. uh, but I, yeah. but I could also do this other thing. Hey, Britton, welcome back to the podcast. We're reviewing the Twilight Saga: Breaking Dawn Part Two. I know, but yeah, <laughs> but that I that was different. But, like, I genuinely get excited, like, every week to come and record because I'm like, whatever it is, like, I'm going to get to sit and goof around with two people I love and get to just, like, goof on movies and talk movies, which is my favorite thing to do. So I'm genuinely thankful for the podcast. I really thought that was going to be just a, a segue to your recommendation. And well, I, went, uh, no. I can now hop into that. <laughs> so uh, this basically this whole episode is a recommendation for Bone Tomahawk. So I'm not going to do a full recommendation. I do want to give a vote of confidence, though, an official Britain vote of confidence. Uh, it's it's got the Britain uh, seal of approval. Yeah, it's just me with my one arm doing a thumbs uh-huh, up uh-huh. and looking sadly at I don't know something I can't eat with both hands. Uh, but I took myself to the movies the other day uh, on on the morning before we watched Bone Tomahawk. Actually, in the I I went and saw the new Charlie's Angels. Okay, and uh, I just want to give it a vote of confidence. The box office is not good. Uh, the IMDb score is. I would say unfairly low. I suspect some... I wonder what I could possibly... Co- That's never happened hmm. on the internet before, Britain. I know. I suspect some uh, chicanery up, uh, up behind the scenes there. But uh, Guys, I promise I, I, I haven't done anything shady with my IMDb profile. <laughs> <laughs> but I promise, it, guys. I love the movie. You, which you have not seen. <laughs> which but I that, have not seen. Also, yeah. full disclosure, I don't have an IMDb account. Right. <laughs> Uh, I, just in case, I, just you know, in case, I, I don't know a lot about. I've, I mean, I know I know the base of the Charlie's Angels. I haven't seen the other movies or the old TV show. It, the movie is not perfect. It's not like amazing, but it's a fun movie. Uh, the, the performances are good. I did not know Patrick Stewart is in it, huh. and he is. And he's when is he not really fun to watch? You know, um, it gives Jimon Hansu slightly more than other movies do, and genuinely, I think Kristen Stewart is fantastic in this movie it is a performance you do not get to see from her very often 
where her awkwardness is not, I don't know how to be a person, but it's, she's like so in love with the spy life. A lot of her stuff is like, what? Oh yeah, sorry. Oh wait, what are we talking about? Like she's just so energetic mm-hmm. and it's so different and really fun to watch. Um, Ella Belinsky is great and jaw dropping. Naomi Scott's a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's not a perfect movie, but don't let if you are someone who who looks to box office receipts or you know aggregate scores yep. to tell you merit, maybe don't do that in general. But don't let that <laughs> don't let that mislead you on this movie. It's a fun movie. It's a fun time. You got a lot of fun cameos at the end of it. Um, so yeah, I, I just want to say if it's still playing in a theater near you, go check out Charlie's Angels. It's 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 probably not the best movie playing right now, but it's certainly not the worst. I, I just wanted to kind of you know. Put, put 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 my my. I already gave it my seven dollars, and so here's my two cents. You know, it's. I don't oh regret. I don't God. regret being. I don't regret having seen it. Like that was that was good. Thank you. It's it, it, it's a fun movie. So I just wanted to say, you know, vote of confidence to the new Charlie's Angels. I think they did a nice job, and I don't mean this pan, like, condescendingly. I genuinely think they did a nice, a nice job. And we might one day do that franchise because there's now three of them. Sure. So I don't want to like. As I try not to recommend franchise movies, but like, hey, you know, vote of confidence. Good job, Charlie's Angels. I think that is probably fairly far down the, on the list. I would agree. I did not know necessarily that that was a franchise we could do until. Anyway. This makes it the third. This this, this makes yeah. it eligible. Yeah. Um, we got a lot of it. We got plenty of movies to get to before that. So what are we, uh, guys, I don't know if we want to we talk about this. Do we want to talk about what, what we're doing? Um, I say we in, go for instead it. Instead of getting to any of those franchises that are probably things we should be getting to. <laughs> I th- but we are look. We've been playing a lot of jazz lately. <laughs> we've been just doing a lot of like, what if we did Free Phantom? Form? Sure, let's just do Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. Whatever. We're, we're, we are doing another franchise next, though. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, and I think <laughs> with a, with a, with a, about five asterisks following. I, it. I think yes. I can confidently say that we will be back to normal uh, in the new year. Yeah. Um, Scheduling worked out actually really. One yes. of the reasons we're doing this is because we noticed like, oh, this could this will time out conveniently. Yes. Uh, we will be doing the Santa Claus franchise. Yeah, um, <laughs> for the Santa Claus uh, trilogy, as I call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we also will have a, a fun one that ties in with that for our uh, our big Christmas uh, holiday special as we do every year. Um, and uh, it's going to be a good time. We, you know, we just we were like, eh. Christmas spirit, you know, we gotta, yeah. we gotta have it. We gotta go for it. Um, I th- we've talked about doing this a lot for like a Halloween franchise. Um, you know, at at some point, trying yeah. to kind of tie one in with that. And since we missed out on that, we didn't really time it well enough this year. We were like, ah, eh, this is also a good move. It's to get some Christmas spirit in there. Yeah, so. and 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 we realized like, oh, we can do. We will have four Christmas episodes, quote unquote, yes. out in time for the end of that. Yes. Yeah. And then after that, I think, do we know the next franchise we're doing? I think we will be finally returning to the James Bond franchise. Bond, we, okay. We've stalled for as far as, as, as Britain and I possibly can. Yeah, unless you want to try, <laughs> unless, I, unless I can, like, hypnotize Alex into a New Year's episode or something <laughs> and watch, like, I don't know. What's that? I don't know about... I don't know about you guys, but I think The Living Daylights makes for an excellent New what's, Year's episode. What's a, what's well, a like franchise the... that we could do 50 episodes of? Ooh, um, um, I think... Oh, we could, hey, you guys want to do that Game of Thrones thing we talked yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Or we, can, we, <laughs> could, we could spend each episode talking about an episode of Twin Peaks, the original. We could. And then we could that go into great. the new ones so we'd have oh, another. Right. Like, you know, I like that idea yeah, a lot. Yeah. 
Actually, I think I think that would probably clock out at about fifty. We could do yeah. Firewalk with me. Yeah, it's a yeah. Twin Peaks oh, podcast. Now, I think that makes it well. And at that point, it would be remiss of us to not do his filmography. Sure, to sure. not dive into Eraserhead and David Blue Velvet Lynch. and all that stuff. You're. I think we yeah, should I, also. Yeah review his uh discussion about meeting george lucas that should be an episode in and of itself sure. <laughs> we just play that audio For, and release it as second by second yes we'll call it the david lynch minute yeah <laughs> um but yeah we're, we're gonna we're gonna do our holiday stuff wrap up the year and then we're gonna we're gonna be back get, get back on track should do some james bond yeah. uh and we'll 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 uh when we finish out this uh the santa claus <laughs> thing we have done to ourselves um we uh we'll we'll talk about Line up some of our New Year's uh, content. Yes, yeah. going going beyond Bond. So, yeah, kind of see and see what we want to get into, and maybe we can try to plan out some Halloween stuff yeah, for yeah. next year. Yeah. Depending on look looking way ahead, we'll definitely we'll definitely try and make yeah. that work. And if we want to do another specific Halloween thing with Phantom, <laughs> <laughs> we'll watch every, the Phantom of the Opera again. Every <laughs> we'll every we'll to do, till death do us part. Um, but yeah, so I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And also, I think maybe, I don't know if you guys have the same thought, but like, we just did Pitch Perfect, which are these, whatever you think about them, very light films, and then Bone Tomahawk, and now we're going right back up with the Santa Claus. <laughs> we we had to, to cushion Bone Tomahawk. Yes. <laughs> it was important. And I'm going to try to do some good seasonal recommendations. I'm going to try to think up my... My four fave Christmas movies that I can... I thought, oh, I'm sorry. Doctor I Strange. Doctor Strange. Spider-Man, the first one. Yeah. Botomahawk. <laughs> and um, probably Harold and Maude. The Lego Movie Part 2. Yeah. Guys, I sure. review that franchise. What? Juana Man. I do too. Um, yeah. So, Jules guys. and Jim. You know. Jules and Jim. Bob and Carolyn, Ted and Alice, etc. Um, <laughs> well, if we don't have anything else guys have then a- you can find us online at yes. here comes the sequels.blogspot.com you can find us on twitter at hct sequels you can email us at here comes the sequels at gmail.com uh we're also on itunes get a little search there just uh yeah find find your holiday spirit we're on there. itunes and have a great thanksgiving everybody whatever mm-hmm. you do whoever you're with have a good time have some food chill you know watch a movie whatever yeah watch a bone dialogue yeah <laughs> Well, guys, until next time, Alex, do you want to do you want to do the sign off? I, I don't remember what the sign off is. Oh, you're going to figure it out. It's every off. episode, <laughs> every week we, we do this. Hey, hey, hey! I know, I, I know. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have the exact same behavior. It's you guys that are insane for thinking I'm gonna change it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna do it, and we're gonna let you figure it out. Yeah. Um, All right, guys. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, I'm I've been Britain. I've been Tyler, and I've been Alex. And and you're having a, a wonderful Thanksgiving and Black Friday. And oh God, the crowd's coming in for Walmart shopping. <laughs> Alex lives in a Walmart. <laughs>